Hey everybody and welcome to the Guide Culture Podcast. I am so excited to be sharing with you today how to set up your week to really move the needle. And you know what? Speaking of moving the needle, you should know that right now there is a free five-day move the needle challenge happening hosted by us, the Guide Culture team. I don't know if you're feeling this, but maybe you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. You're feeling like you need a little bit of a, a reset uh, to finish 2020 strong. I will never forget sitting at a UGA football game with my husband and we were not doing too good. I could not remember the game to save my life, but I do remember we weren't doing well. And I was kind of getting ready to leave. We know we were going into the fourth quarter and it wasn't looking good. And my husband said, hey, Macy, it's not over until it's over. And he was right because we came out with a win. And I just want you to know there is absolutely a way for you to come out winning 2020. And we are so excited to really partner with you to help you refocus. So in this five-day challenge, we're going through the daily deposit practice. Now, if you know what daily deposit is, then you know how game changing that it is. Uh, We've had a daily deposit journal for the last year and it has been sold out. And you guys have been so patient for the new one. And so what we're doing for these next five days, we're giving you the downloadable for a daily deposit for five days. And we are walking through each and every section so you can feel really good about this practice. And another thing that's so great about daily deposit is that you really don't need the journal. You can do this on a napkin. You can do this in a regular notebook. You can do it anywhere. And so we're so excited to be able to teach this to you and really equip you to know what the needle moving activities are and how to get them done really, really well. So the challenge, we're actually already two days in, but don't worry, you can absolutely catch up. It's all happening in our brand new Facebook community. It's called the Winner's Circle. Don't you love that name? The Winner's Circle. And even better news I have for you is that this Winner's Circle Facebook group, really this challenge is kind of kicking off what this Facebook group is about to be. We really want to show you, you know, behind the scenes, what's working, what's not working, and what we're tweaking to get results. This group is going to be full of really incredible entrepreneurs working to move the needle for themselves as well. So come join us for the move the needle challenge. We're also announcing something that we are now going to be offering uh, during this challenge. And if anything else, you're definitely going to want to join the winner circle Facebook group. Guys, I have never been more excited to get on Facebook. I'm telling you for the longest time I've been anti-Facebook. I just was kind of over it, but something has, I don't know what it is, a switch has flipped in me to where I cannot wait to share all of the things. I'm talking to so many of you individually on Instagram. I could name all of your Instagram handles by heart right now, but I really want to bring all those individual conversations. I really want to bring them together. And this Facebook group is the perfect place to do that. And hear me when I say this group is going to be full of value. It's going to be a group that you cannot wait to come to. You're going to be searching for it in the search bar to see what's been posted recently. We're going to be doing trainings regularly. It's going to be so much more valuable, honestly, just an easier way to really help you rather than just on Instagram and Instagram stories. So come on over. The link is going to be in the show notes. We cannot wait to see you there. Enjoy the episode. I'm so excited to be talking to you today about how to organize your week to move the 
needle. You know, this is how I personally organize my week. And then we also do this as a team together. And as you grow your team, it's really important to keep everybody on the same page, working on the same things uh, with the same level of intensity. My husband, Austin, he went to a meeting one time and he was telling me about the speaker and the speaker, you know, has a massive company, 300 people. And he was demonstrating how it's so valuable to have a team working on the same things, focused on the on the same things at the same level. And he had a balloon that was kind of halfway floating in the room. And then he had a laser. And from across the room, he pointed this laser at the balloon and it just exploded, right? It blew up. And that demonstrated, hey, you know, when all 300 people are on the same page, the limit does not exist on, you know, how powerful it can be. And I think about that demonstration quite often, if I'm being honest, you know, just really keeping everybody on the same page as much as possible. And what we all do here is, well, we do a lot of things that are the same, you know, especially like the daily deposit practice, which we're going to talk about in another podcast episode. But we organize our week kind of broken down into three days, three types of days. And uh, I heard this years ago on a podcast from Michael Hyatt. Uh, He talked about having a backstage day, an onstage day, and then offstage days. And we've taken a little bit of that and changed it up a little bit to backstage days, onstage days, and decision days. And, you know, offstage days, we really, really try to use those weekends uh, as much as we can to really be offstage. And uh, we've gotten so much better at it. The more that we have delegated and the further ahead that we have gotten, we've able, we've been able to really unplug. Now, of course, this isn't always the case uh, in terms of, you know, customer service, especially if a guide culture session, you know, starting on a Friday and Saturday, someone needs some login help. Like, of course, we are there to do whatever we need to do to serve people. That's just the the territory of a small business. But, you know, I don't feel like an offstage day is worth kind of talking about here. I do think they are so important. And we, of course, we schedule our rest time and we unplug when we need to. Absolutely. But today I'm going to talk about kind of those three days when they happen, what happens in those days and why they are so valuable. Okay. So let's talk first about an on stage day. So think about being on stage. What are you doing? You are performing. You are in front of people. You are in costume. You are, uh, you know, doing the things that you've already planned to do in rehearsal. Right. And so that's very much so an on stage day. You are simply executing what you've already prepared. And so this is really important for a couple of reasons. The first reason I want to tell you is as a woman, it is very important to use those get ready days as much as you can. You know, it takes time to wash that hair and to curl it and to put the makeup on. And, you know, maybe you did a little self tanner the night before or you did a mask the night before. You know, if you're going to get ready, we need to use this. Even if you're ready and it's not necessarily for an onstage day, maybe you're getting ready for, I don't know, a baby shower or a get together, or, uh, you know, maybe it's a weekend and you're just ready for whatever reason. 
just snap a picture, just do something to just have some some sort of proof so that you can use it later on. Uh, you will not regret snapping a selfie somewhere, getting someone to snap a picture of you when it's time to post and you got nothing to post. You will thank yourself that you got a picture. But we wanna make sure we use that time wisely, that time we used to get ready and the energy we used to get ready. Never waste a day of makeup or clean hair, okay? Uh, another thing, thing about having a full-on on-stage day is you get into this flow of performing. And I learned this in Toastmasters when I first started going to Toastmasters, which if you don't know what it is, it is a public speaking club. Uh, it's very inexpensive. It's one of the best things I ever did for my career. But you know, when I first started doing it, I, I wasn't doing podcasts and I wasn't speaking on stages. The only kind of speaking I was doing was Instagram stories and then also any kind of sales call that I was doing. Everything else was written online, but I was working really hard on speeches. And the way I do speeches is I, I write I write it out very in advance, months and months ahead. And then I start practicing a little bit at a time. So every day I'll either get in front of the mirror or I'll just kind of stand, uh, you know, in the kitchen as my coffee is brewing and I'll kind of perform the five to seven minute speech out loud not in my head, out loud. Maybe when I'm driving, when I'm getting ready, I might say it out loud. In fact, I think that's even better. If you can say a speech out loud while you're doing something else, you really, really know it. So that's an amazing thing. But what I was finding as I was practicing speeches, right, a little bit every single day, I found that my speaking got better in just everything that I did. So in my Instagram stories and in those sales calls, I was having a lot less filler words, which is, you know, um, so, uh, all the, uh, you know, all those kind of things. I was pausing a lot more. I was, uh, able to really gather my thoughts in my head and get them out of my mouth very clearly and concisely. One thing I've struggled with in the past and still today is, you know, I get from point A to point B in my head very easily, uh, but it's hard to help someone else that I'm speaking to get to point A to point B the way I have. And I found that Toastmasters has really helped me do that, just get in a habit of slowing down, gathering my thoughts, pausing, and then sharing them very concisely. And that's what happens when you have an onstage day. You get in this flow of performing. You're going to find that words come out more smoothly. Pauses actually feel normal. They don't feel, you know, like minutes and minutes long. They feel very normal. And you're just going to be more of a natural, right? And I, I bet that at the end of an onstage day, your words are going to come out so clearly and so easily. So make sure you don't break that flow of your performing, stay performing. So I'm going to talk through right now the things that we do on onstage days and then maybe how they kind of get repurposed and how they get kind of sprinkled out throughout our content to hopefully help you a little bit. So I do Facebook Live. So Loy, Catherine and myself, we each do one Facebook Live a week 
one Facebook Live a week on the Guide Culture Business page. And that Facebook Live, sometimes it gets repurposed and sometimes it doesn't, but we all have a little bit of a presence on that Facebook page. And then we have recording podcasts. So sometimes I will just record a podcast like I'm doing right now. Sometimes we partner and do them. Sometimes we interview people for the Guide Culture podcast, but we keep that in on an onstage day. And then Natalie, sweet Natty Cat, she'll take points of the podcast podcasts and repurpose them in articles. So for the blog, and then that will get posted on LinkedIn. And also she takes points and repurposes it for the Instagram. Filming any kind of ad, this doesn't need to happen every week, but when it does, I am definitely prepared for it. And it happens on the onstage day. Like I said, any kind of uh, picture taking, snapping that selfie uh, or any kind of scheduled photo shoot, mini training. So a mini training is in my head is kind of more of like a formal Instagram story. So anything that's like, hey, three things you can do to X, Y, Z, you know, steps, three steps to do this. And I really try to do that on an on stage day. Now, the reason this is, is because these get shared a lot and I want to be obviously very professional, very clear and very helpful and definitely want to have that uh, put together image. Now, a lot of times these mini trainings will be repurposed on the Facebook lives, which will also be repurposed for IGTVs, which is another thing that can be filmed on an onstage day. The IGTV is basically where we have the subtitles at the bottom and then at the top of the video, it's the title like on the actual Instagram post so that people know what they're watching, they understand, uh, they can just uh, watch the words go by and they don't have to actually listen. And so we'll either film those like on um, photo booth even and send it over to Natty to edit, or it'll, like I said, be taken from the Facebook Live and used as an IGTV. Another thing is the Guide Culture Academy material recording. So Guide Culture's Academy is a monthly kind of program for our graduates to stay in. So each month there is content. So for example, the month of August, we're talking ideal client avatar. The month of July, we just finished up creating a call for your team. So kind of selling your team on an idea, selling your team on a vision, how to kind of create that content and have the weekly call uh, for your people consistently. So that's just a couple examples, but we spend a lot of time putting that material together and then we will record it. Uh, it'll take us, you know, maybe half a day to record it. The, the amount of time it takes to put together versus to record the ratio is insane, um, but we'll do that on an onstage day. Sales calls will happen in the afternoon of onstage days and then academy call. So within the academy call, uh, we have calls where students get ready in as we like to say so we have people that do presentations they handle people's doubts on the fly we have evaluators and then we go through the academy content uh, that month and then we do kind of mastermind style work together as a team and then we have vip mentorship calls that happens on onstage days as well now these onstage days they usually happen mondays and fridays if we need a second day it'll happen on friday mondays are great because a lot of times we will film anything that was prepared that previous week. And then Friday, if we need to finish anything up, we will on that Friday, if we missed anything throughout the week. And it's great to do on a Friday because, you know, it's the weekend. And if you get, if you got plans to go to dinner that night, you're already ready from your on stage day. Now there are no on stage days without 
a backstage day. Now, a backstage day is so precious. You should guard it with everything that you have. I know it's so tempting to see that nothing's on the schedule. And so you can schedule whatever, lunches, get your hair done, whatever, which of course you can absolutely do that. But the second you start losing those backstage days, you're going to really start getting behind. You're going to feel really flustered. The goal, I think, is to have two to three of these backstage days. Remember I talked about how the ratio of really putting things together takes much longer than it does to perform. I mean, think about, I think I saw a meme one time, uh, you know, Beyonce spent like eight months rehearsing for a concert that took, you know, a couple of hours. That is truly the situation here. It takes so much more time to really pull things together, to rehearse and to make it sh- make sure it's really at a, a certain level of excellence to perform really well. So usually my backstage days are Wednesday and Thursday. And then if I can, I will have another one on Friday. Now, one of the things that I see a lot of people either not do at all or just skip over is the studying, studying, okay, A lot of studying needs to be happening for you more than you even realize. A lot of times you think of it as just writing content, putting things out, you know, um, maybe writing sales copy, you're creating masterclasses, you're doing all these things. But a lot of times, you know, people are missing this product knowledge to really back it up. So let me give you an example. You know, handling an an objection, for example, a lot of times people's objections or concerns are simply because they just don't, they just don't know enough, right? They just don't quite understand the value. They don't know what you do. They don't know why it's important. And so a lot of times it's very easy to handle someone's concern or objection when you have so much product knowledge, right? When you know so deeply about your product, about what you do and about the industry that you're in, it's very, very easy to handle someone's objection. It's like going to the doctor when you feel like you know what's wrong with you and you tell the doctor, these are your symptoms and this is you know the diagnosis that you have and then the doctor very easily has way more knowledge way more product knowledge about what's actually happening and then you're like oh I should have known better right I should have known that the doctor who's been in school for 10 years is going to be able to diagnose me better than myself that I saw on WebMD and when I say product knowledge I feel like a lot of people think like oh I have read the box of the product that I sell or you know oh I've been in this industry for 10 years and so I know what I need to know but I'm not really talking about just your product right I'm talking about like humans are your product as well understanding like we're all in the people business right your communication is super important why people think the way they think what causes them to make the decisions how to kind of get to the root of of you know why someone is saying something if you're in the online business industry the online business industry is a product that you need to know, right? What's changing in the industry? uh, What do you need to go deeper on? There's like the technical side of your product. And then there's the persuasion side of your product, really diving deep into product knowledge. So for example, some things I'm learning, I'm reading business secrets from the Bible. I'm reading the 11 laws of likability, which is a huge part of sales. I am learning about ads. I am learning about funnels. I am going deep and, and really finding as 
much as I can in these areas, right? So this is kind of product knowledge, but also personal development. Any kind of course that you're taking, really spending time to actually execute. So I love courses. I take a lot of courses. I see a lot of people buy things and then they never execute. And so all you got to do is just schedule the time to execute. It's so, so important. Do the underground work, the foundational work. This is the stuff that nobody sees, nobody cares about, nobody even, you know, really wants to know what you're doing in the foundation because it's not sexy and it's not cool. It is the most important thing that you do, the studying, the foundational work, the personal development, the product knowledge, always growing, always learning. It is so important. And when you have this as kind of the foundation, you have it really strong and you're always working on it, then you can go into more underground work and more of the writing, more of the kind of fun, a little bit more fun stuff. But that stuff is going to be, the fun stuff is going to be so much better because of the unsexy things that you've been working on. So that kind of stuff goes to uh, writing podcasts, Instagram posts, um, any kind of follow-ups with leads. I follow up with people like every day. Um, sales copy, writing Guide Culture Academy content, creating any kind of free masterclass, creating those mini trainings, and then strategy, you know, strategizing launches and things like that. And so these backstage days, they happen personally and then also as a team. So we have a backstage quarterly meeting once a quarter, and that takes an entire day. And then we'll have a backstage uh, yearly meeting, which actually takes a couple of days, believe it or not. But this really helps us kind of get on the business rather than in the business so that when we are executing, we can execute really well, really clearly. And then the whole team can be that laser to the balloon. You know, I said Instagram stories, you know, there's many trainings happen on an onstage day, but it is so important to also show the backstage days on your Instagram story. So don't be afraid to uh, show what you're working on with that hair on top of your head, grinding it out. That is uh, very valuable for people to see also. These backstage days, uh, depending on where you are with building a team, it also might look like a lot of admin work, customer service, uh, working on systems, anything like that. And that is something I used to do all the time. Uh, I'm so thankful for our team. Um, we've really been able to delegate so much. And so now what used to be on my backstage day list, which is, you know, uh, sending out emails, the customer service stuff, responding to p people's emails, responding to really living in my email is now, you know, on Natty's backstage day or Amy's backstage day so that Lloyd Cat and myself can focus on content for our amazing people. These backstage days, they happen typically Wednesday, Thursday. And like I said, I love to get another one in on a Friday if possible. And then we have the third day, which is our decision day. And yes, I am the person. I am the person who says, hey, I can give you an answer on Tuesday. <laughs> and you should do this too, because it is going to do a couple things. It's going to prevent decision fatigue. So if you're making decisions all the time, all day, every day, you're going to start getting tired of making decisions and then you're going to start to make poor quality decisions. Having a list of decisions that need to be made where you can kind of mull on it in your subconscious, you can kind of talk it through with your team, talk it through with the people who care about you to make sure you're, uh, you know, really honoring your schedule, honoring your self-care is going to help you with
with high quality decisions. And so this happens on a Tuesday for us, which is our team meeting day. Now, team meetings, I could do a whole podcast on this. I came from a world where our team meetings were, I mean, sometimes three or four hours long. And I absolutely just did not like that. And I knew that when I had my own business, this would not be the case. So our meetings are strictly one hour. There is a process for them. And this is where we also get on the business rather than in the business. I'll do another podcast on our meeting uh, pulses and kind of how we structure each meeting, how often they happen, why they happen, and what needs to be done throughout each meeting. But what I do want to talk about in terms of the decision day is that, you know, we like to have plenty of time to put our decisions through a list of filter questions. Kat came up with these questions and they are so good because, you know, it's so tempting just to say yes if something feels really exciting in the time. But then this has happened to us so often where we say yes, we're so excited and then we get in it and we're like, wait, this actually, it does not align with what we really want to do. It doesn't fit into the bigger picture. It's almost kind of like a drug where it feels really good right now, but then it's just like not, it's just not beneficial in the long term and it hurts you in the long term big time. So we filter every decision through this list of questions. Is it aligned with who we are? Is it aligned with where we want to go? Are we rushing this? Is it out of fear or out of excitement? Have I prayed about this? Is there another option that we're already doing or not already doing? When you put this decision through this filter, it becomes so clear if it is something that is worth saying yes or worth saying no to. You know, the best way to save time is just to not do it at all. And so we're really, really careful about what we say yes to. Is it aligned with the bigger picture? Is it aligned with the why of guide culture to scale the spirit and serve our students? And, you know, you know kind of who you are, you know where you want to go because of those offstage days where you're meeting, right? The quarterly meetings and then the yearly meetings, which again, I will do another podcast on this another time, uh, especially if we, as we go into Q3 and then 2021, we definitely want to all be set up really well to win the year. I hope that this podcast was helpful. Let me just give you a little recap. So we have three types of days. We have an onstage day, which happens usually Monday and sometimes Fridays. We have backstage days, which is where we throw our head hair in a bun. Uh, we lock ourselves in either a coffee shop or a room. We throw our phones in another room where we can get really, really focused. That happens Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes Friday. And then we have our meeting day decision day. So that meeting day is we have it on a Tuesday at 10 a.m. And and also things that happen on Tuesday is we have a meeting with Sarah who leads our coaches at 9 a.m. We have our team meeting at 10 a.m. And then any other meeting, whether it's with a vendor or if it's with a contractor, we try to get it done on Tuesday as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by tagging us at the guide culture. And you're always welcome to message us on Instagram if you have any questions about this. Hope this was helpful. Hope you enjoyed. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys very soon.